the first thing is I want to dedicate this year to Rini Moko, Baspoliza, and Yosef Reuven, uh, that the merit of this year should go for the alias Neshama of both of these people, Rini Moko, uh, or Rini uh, Moko, Baspoliza, and Yosef Reuven, uh, and the merit of the Shir, and all the people that are going to listen to it, should really elevate these two people in Ghanaian. Uh, I have been informed that Rini Moko is a Sfardi, but she's more than a Sfardi, she's a Syrian. And I find it very poetic, I want to use that word, as that is I'm giving this year to a bunch of lovely Syrian women. So I find that very interesting, you know. Anyway, uh, and I want to mention also, somebody just informed me that the, uh, what's that called, the uh, diagram? mural of George Floyd was destroyed by lightning. Yes? I want to tell you why. I want to tell you why. Want to hear? I'm not going into George Floyd, uh, you know, who he was, what he was, but obviously he was uh, whatever, you know. He clearly was a low-class criminal or whatever, but whatever that is. Of course, obviously, what happened to him was terrible. I mean, the person who did that to him, this officer, exhibited unbelievable cruelty. You don't do that. You don't do that to an animal, let alone to a human being, somebody who's created the image of God. So there's no question about that. So what is the odds that lightning will strike a mule? I never heard of it before. And the answer, I'll tell you something very interesting, which most people do not realize. You know, you can fool people in this world because this world is a world of deception. It is a world of illusion. It's really what it is. We don't know who, what's going on, really. Nobody knows who's who, what's what. Everybody puts on the act. We all know that because we all have an act that we put on when we're in public, you know. Uh, so that's the truth of this world. But I want to tell you something. Once you die and you get to the other world, there's no more illusions. Everything is governed by truth, you see. Now, when somebody arrives in that world, the last thing he wants is people committing terrible deeds, sins, in his name. Why? Because people here don't know that, but in heaven, they say, hey, every deed that is committed, deed which is either a crime or a sin or something amoral, whatever, that is committed in your name, guess what? You get the credit. You are part of that sin. So therefore, we have to increase the heat, whatever that is, right? So that soul is saying, please, don't do this to me. So instead of honoring this man, in the world of truth, he is being destroyed, dishonored. Now, we don't understand that. We don't see that. But he does. Wherever his soul now lies, he's in front of God. You can't fool the angels. You can't fool God. You see? So he, I'm sure that he begged God. And he said, listen, whatever I have, I don't know how many merits I have. I don't know if I have any merits. Or maybe I do have a lot of merits. Whatever it is. You see? But, you know, merit, we don't realize how easy it is to collect merits. If he called up his mother and said, hi, mom, that's a tremendous merit. You see, we would say, a oh, big deal. 
Let's keep it over aim. Honor your father and mother. We don't realize the depth and the astounding extent of that reward. You see? So he's probably standing in front by God and saying, listen, whatever I have, I have merit, something, right? I'm not, nobody, nobody comes up there completely bankrupt, right? In the merit of what I did, please stop that. Because their allegiance and their worshiping to that mural is destroying me. So God said, okay, you have enough merits. And guess what? A lightning bolt comes down and destroys the mural. In order to save George Floyd, which is astounding when you think about that, that it saves him from further punishment and suffering in the next world. You see, people do not understand. Honesty, or I should say, dishonesty has a price. So you want to be dishonest in this world? You want to make believe, fool around, deceive everybody? It's up to you. You cannot pull that stunt <laughs> in the next, in the heavenly domain. And up there, if something is done in your name, a deed, an evil deed, a sin, something amoral or whatever, and it's done for your memory in your name, guess what? It's attributed to you because he's doing it because of you. And what God does, and people don't realize, is God is a God of justice, absolute justice. That means this. If somebody writes a book, right? And in that book, it's a terrible book. filled with blasphemy and atheism and all kinds of sexual perversions, whatever. And, and we know that the literature is filled with this stuff, right? And somebody a hundred years later reads that book, and his influence to do a sin, guess what? Then they yank the guy out, wherever he is, a hundred years later, and they said, excuse me, somebody just committed a sin in your name. Guess what? Down would you go. Or whatever the appropriate punishment is. We don't realize how absolute judgment is. So judgment is not if you commit a sin. Judgment is if you have, on you, is if you have contributed in any way, even if it's minuscule. You see, the amount that you attributed or that is attributed to you, God knows exactly how much that is, what the measure is, and you suffer. So, if you want to know who destroyed that mural, it's George Floyd. Nobody else, George Floyd. People do not understand what that means. And that is why, the Congress of the United States, especially the House, has no idea of the punishment that they all will receive. Why? Because they make laws that actually cause people to sin. To sin. It's incredible. You know? Like, I feel sorry. Actually, I don't feel sorry. Because I cannot believe the evil. The Supreme Court Justice who retired, Anthony Kennedy, he's the one who said, 2015, I think it was June, that same-sex marriages, same-gender marriages, Right, is validated and legalized by the Constitution itself, thereby making it impossible to overturn that unless you have the majority of the state, legislatures or whatever. That doesn't happen. How often has that happened in the, you know, the 200 years, whatever, history of the United States? Therefore, everybody who sins, could you believe this? It is laid at his doorstep. Because, because he legitimatized, legalized, that type of union, he now suffers immeasurably because he is now held guilty 
because he contributed to everybody. Even though he didn't do it, and he didn't tell him to get married, you know, to a, a guy, girl, whatever, it's all right. Just make a difference. We do not know how much can be attributed to a guy or a woman, right, in this world once he's gone. No, he's one of the most sorrowful people you could ever see. I cannot even begin to fathom his punishment because he didn't just influence one person. He influenced the entire 330 million Americans. And that's not all. Then what about all the people in the world that copycat America, right? Because America's a beacon. Yes, we cannot even begin to understand. That's him. And then there's another character called Niels Gorsuch. I'm naming names. He has no idea what's going to happen to him. Why? Because what he said was incredible. He said, wait a minute, the same gender marriage. But what determines your gender? So he said a guy can decide or a woman can decide. You see? But that's terrible. What do you mean you could just die? You can go against your own biology, you know? And Cuomo, who's another character that's going to be slayer, he's got other Hezbollahs reckoning. He killed 15,000 15, uh, uh, you know, nursing home uh, uh, patients and so on, you know? But he has no idea. So he said you could determine. That means a man says, I'm not a man, I'm a woman. Or I want to say what uh, Cuomo. So Cuomo signed a law that you can put down whatever gender or sex you are on your birth certificate. You believe this? It's up to you. Forget about your biology. It's irrelevant, right? So what does that do? That means a guy can say, right? I'm giving you an example. Uh, I'm a girl. I'm a woman. That's what I want to be. Meanwhile, since he's a woman, right, who's he going to marry? He'll marry a guy because he's a girl, right? Bam, you, there you are. Mishkav Zohar. You, you realize what that does, is this America? And I'm going to talk about what it's really doing. That's what this year is about. Uh, what it's doing to America and what the Chulbin is really all about. Tishabov, that's what it's about. And you will be, I think, stunned by the information. But in any case, to, this is what I have to say about people who don't realize. Now, it's vice versa. What happens if you write a book that people love to listen to and because of that they become more spiritual? So every single mitzvah that was done because of your influence, you are rewarded. You have no idea what that means. And the guy could live 200 years later. I mean, you think of certain people like Rashi. Everybody who learns Gemara or Chumash, right, Torah, learns Rashi. So therefore, could you believe what this man is collecting in Oilam Habo, even though he's dead from 1065? No, 1065? 1165. He was born in 1040. And he died in 11, uh, 1040. Uh, anyway, could you believe what he is collecting? No, he can't. That's why I say, you know, Kirov is an incredible profession. Because if you influence somebody to become religious and does mitzvahs, that means he and all his, and his wife, his kids, and all his generations until the end of time, time, right? This person will receive reward for every mitzvah that has been done because of his influence. And that's only one person. Do you believe how, that if you started the ball rolling you know, a thousand years ago, right? And people are doing mitzvahs because of you, you, have, you can't believe what they're going to give you in the next world. And you're going to say to God, and turn around and say, wait a minute, I didn't do this. Like, what is this? You know? And God says, no, you're wrong. You did do this. 
but you have a short memory. You think that the only thing you get rewards was what you did. You have no idea because I count, and I'm the one who's the concept of justice, and the truth is that is justice. Every person that you influence to do the good, you collect. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, so I got started this with George Floyd. But anyway, uh, that, that's a very important people that I, and I was saying, because you have the House and the Congress and the Senate and so on, they don't realize that if they pass a law that allows people to die, right? I'll give you an example. The border is out of control. There's a tremendous amount of drugs entering the border. We know that. The ones who are making all the money is the, um, the, cartel. the cartel. Yeah. But wait a minute. Who's responsible for that? That means that when a drug comes into the United States and it's then, then sold on the streets of New York, right? And somebody takes it and begins to commit crimes in order to feed its habit, right? Then the one who could stop that, forget about the guys coming in. They anyway, they, they are directly responsible. You know who's responsible too? Good old President Biden. Because he's the one that's allowing this. And who also is responsible? The House. Well, come on, Harris, certainly. The House and the Senate. We don't realize God looks at the people responsible to the nth degree. We cannot even figure out how far that goes. So it comes out that all those guys in the House and the Senate, with Harris and Biden, right, with his whole staff, whoever advised him not to do anything, they have no concept of the punishment that awaits them. Why? Because that's justice, you know? Justice is not only to the perpetrator, but it's for every person that was influenced by that per perpetrator. Believe this? I'm not even talking about their own sins. And believe me, none of them are angels, right? But I'm talking about, because God said, so the guy's going to say, I didn't do this. I didn't sell the guy drugs. Come on. So God said, excuse me, you are the cook in the kitchen. You're the one that can control you, are, you put yourself in a position of responsibility, right? That you can make laws. Where's the law? That's the, that, that's the thing that kills them. What they really should all do, like they say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. If you are, not, if you are going to be evil, if you are not going to do your job, if you're going to take bribes and do all other, whatever other kind of motives, then get out of the house. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Because when they come after you, there is nothing in creation that can stop justice once it decides that you are guilty. That's a nice word of warning. Anyway, uh, but in any case, so that's really very important, how far it extends. And like I say, it extends for good also. Unbelievable. You can influence one person to do one mitzvah. I remember I went to speak in a, many years ago uh, to give a shi'a on Russian horse, Mr. Rajman, you know. It was a long trip, a real schlep, you know, but I went anyway. And I remember before the shi'a started, there was a sign on the wall about a mikvah. But they were raising money for a mikvah. So they quoted the Chofetz Chaim. And here's what he said. This is the Chofetz Chaim. 
of which we cannot even imagine what he what his future world looks like. We can't imagine. He's the author of the Chofzheim Shnes Aloshen, the author of so many other psalms, the author of the Mishnah Purim. I mean, we don't even know what his reward possibly can be. So here's what he writes. It's astounding. He writes this. He says, you know, if there was a person in Europe, apparently, who was responsible for building mikvahs, he used to go around, raise money, you know, a tremendous hand in, in building mikvahs and so on. So the Chofetz Chaim writes this. He says, if this person got one woman in his whole life to go to a mikvah once, right? So the Chofetz Chaim writes, I am jealous of his reward. I think even the machine was done. <laughs> Am I okay now? Yeah. You believe what this man wrote? That he is jealous of the reward of that one guy. You've got one woman to go once in her life to a mixer. Right? So for me it was tremendous because I said, look how far I slept to give a shear on Shemir Salosh and Lashon Aram, which stops the redemption and, and so on, you know? You know? Wow. So I derived a lot of, uh, what do you call it, um, encouragement. And that was great, you know. But we don't know the reward of one mitzvah at all. You see? So uh, just like we don't know the reward of one mitzvah, we do not know the severity of the punishment. Even if a person contributed or influenced, somebody who lived 800 years later, but he did the sin because of that guy, you don't want to know what this guy is going to get, you know. I have a question. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, so my question is, you know how we have um, our name at the end of an Amidah? You're supposed to say, um, yeah. like, the name of your name. Yeah. So isn't that has to do with so that you get judged on your own um, marriage and sins versus, because if you say Lashem Hadai, you take on other people's sins. Yeah, that's a chavos chavos, yeah. Right, so is, isn't that one of the reasons why we say our name so that we get up to the Shemaim, they say your soul knows its name because you said it constantly during the, after the Amidah? Yes, well, the reason why you... And then that, you get, you only get of what you... No? No, the, the, I mean, that could be a reason. Right. But I, I'm, uh, there are many reasons why. Does it have anything to do with but how far reason, the extent of your mitzvah and all that, so that you get what you allotted? There could be many reasons. I don't want to get into that. I mean, one of them could be that when you say your name at the end of Shimon Esrei, that's what the types of people do, right? Right. So that's how you remember your name. So on the day of judgment, you'll be able to say your name. You don't forget it. Anyway, right. but another idea could be is that when you say your name, right, that means you identify with the body of Israel. So that's really what it is. When you say Amy Bas, so, so I say that shows that you are part of the body of the Jewish people, and that has incredible significance, of which I will actually talk about. <laughs> okay. Anyway, now I'm going to start this year. That was just a prelude. Or I should say, a warm-up. A warm-up, right? Baseball, we talk about warm-ups, right? Anyway. 
people are very confused, obviously, right? And what's going on today is hard to believe. I'll tell you why. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, which I'll mention, but the critical thing is that <clears throat> how could a country in January 19, 2021, have acted one way, and then the day Biden came in on January 20th, completely reversed itself, has become a nation of incredible sinners. How does that happen? And not only that, the acceleration is mind-boggling. You know, I mean, we are now in July. I can't believe what's going on. You see? So the question is, what in the world does that mean? You see? Obviously, something is going on. The question we have to ask is, what is the divine agenda? What's God doing? This isn't simple. You know, what God is doing is not to one person. It's to 330 million people. And it's not just to them, because what America does has an influence on the entire world. Because everybody wants to copy America, right? We know that. America's a model in many ways. So the question is, what is God doing? How do we understand that? And therefore, what I would like to do is share what I think is going on, really what's going on, okay? So therefore, I'm going to talk about the Hulban of America, right? The destruction of America. And then I'm going to go into, well, into the Hulban of the Jewish people, you see? Because there's something happening to the Jews also. Three months have passed. Eor, Sivan, and Thomas. And in each month, Jews have died. Right? Eor was Miron. Right? Sivan was Colleen Stalin when the, those leeches uh, collapsed. You know? And then we now have Surfside, Florida. It's some, and, and it's all Orthodox Jews. I mean, that, that's the incredible thing. It's not just Jews, it's Orthodox Jews. What is God telling us? That is the question. So we now are involved in the midst of Hurban, which is a very important wake-up. The question is, for what reason? Now, only a Novi, a, a true prophet, can tell us exactly what God has in mind. That's it. It is given over to a prophet to be able to reveal this. But I like to think sometimes that God doesn't want to hold it just for prophets. Sometimes they'll spill the beans to regular people. I like to think that, you know. So I'm going to try to talk about what I think God has spilled. You know, I don't know why he spilled it to me, but I would like to talk about that. And you'll see the logic of this. So I'm going to talk about two Chorbonas, okay? America and uh, the Jewish people. You should know one thing as a general rule as a general rule when suffering happens in Jewish people it's not punishment, it is atonement, which is a different concept than punishment. 
And the second concept, right, is not only an atonement for the Jewish people, it's also a tikkun. Why? Because the Jews are expected to trust God, to believe in God and trust God. Trust God means gamzul toivo. This too is for the good. comes out that when you are punished or you suffer, that's actually a situation in which you're tested. And if you bystand that test, right, and you say, well, I don't, what's happened to me is very bad, whatever, but in some way it's for my benefit. If it wasn't, God wouldn't do this, you see. So therefore, if a person then trusts God, then he has elevated that suffering into an incredible stage of spirituality. way of looking at it. But that's really what he's done. Okay? Good. But when it happens to Goyim, it's a punishment. You see? It is true that when they pun- uh, suffer, they, their punishment uh, alleviates the suffering. But there's no tikkun involved. That's the difference. You see? Because the tikkun means when you bring the presence of God back into the world. In any case, how do we understand the Chorban of America? That's exactly what it is. The Chorban of America. And I'll tell you something interesting. Here's the way we understand it. Okay? The Mabur, the flood, that destroyed the generation of Noah. Why? Because the world was unbelievably amoral and corrupt. Terrible. And like I once mentioned in the previous year, the world had descended to Memtashari Tumah. They had descended to the 49 levels of defilement. You see. But worse than that, you see, because there is a Medrash, a Medrash Rabbah, which is an incredible thing. It says, you know, obviously God was, there's a whole humongous argument going on. Should we destroy the world or not? Wow. Destroy the world? You could believe that there was an unbelievable debate going on. So what sealed the fate? Because what happened was, the Medrash says, on the Doha Mabel, the reason why the uh, decree was finalized, stamped, sealed, signatured, stamped and sealed or whatever, right? Is because if a man would marry another man or an animal, he had to write a ksuba, a document of his responsibilities, which formalized and legalized that union. You believe this? That would seal their fate. So God says, listen, you want to do these kind of things as positive? Okay, so it's a sin. You want to legalize this? It's over. That means it's now become a true alternative lifestyle. And not only alternative, it's a preferred lifestyle. Because now, you know, everybody's thinking about it. Say, why not? It's legal. On the contrary. And God will not tolerate that particular sin. Why? Because that's the end of the world. Obviously. If men are marrying men, women are marrying women, excuse me, whatever happens to the next generation, right? Therefore, God will not tolerate sins which destroy his civilization. Because the whole point is to keep going. Okay? So that's the marvel. And we now know why for this particular sin. In fact, what's interesting is somebody wanted to Talmud Rishami where somebody met Eliyahu Novi, Elijah the prophet, and said to him, you know, why do earthquakes happen? Right? So Eliyahu Novi said, because of homosexuality. That's why. That's what he answered him. So the question is, 
I understand that it's a sin, right? Why an earthquake? You know what the answer is? Because what is an earthquake? I mean, what's the thing we always rely on to be stable? The ground, right? When the ground gives way, it's over. Because what are you going to stand on? Right? The ground is the essence of stability and sameness. So homosexuality is a destruction of stability. That's the end of the world. Because where's the next generation going to come from? You see how it's meter to negative meter, measure for measure? How an earthquake is the proper punishment for that type of sin, homosexuality. And once I tell you this, Kairos, what killed him? An earthquake. Why? And it wasn't just an earthquake. This was an earthquake that followed him. <laughs> no scientist has ever seen this before. It followed him, and it was, it was called a customized earthquake, which is unheard of, right? Why? Why an earthquake? And the answer is, because what Kirach do? He questioned Moshe Rabbeinu's authority. You see? So he said, of course I know God gave you the Torah. But I'm sure there are many things that you slipped in that were your ideas and not God's. Because anybody will always contribute. Right? And now you know why it says so many times in the Torah, right? And Moshe did exactly as God commanded. You ever notice why it says so many times? Almost after every mitzvah, it says Moshe did what God commanded. Why? To tell you that he didn't add an iota of anything to counter the whole argument of Korah. So why was Korah swallowed up by an earthquake? Right? Because if he's questioning the authenticity, right, of, uh, of Moshe Rabbeinu, right, the fact that God gave Moshe the Torah is the stability, the authenticity that we uh, rely on. That's why we observe the Torah. We're not going to observe something if Moshe Rabbeinu made it up himself. So Kirk was destroying the authenticity of the Torah. Because every time you look at a mitzvah, you say, I wonder who made this. Was it God or was it Moshe? You'd never know. And guess what? Since nobody wants to really do the mitzvahs, you know, you have to self-sacrifice. Guess what? We believe that everything was made by Moshe Rabbeinu. You see? So that's why the earthquake. Because the earthquake is the symbol of stability, authenticity, it's rock solid, as they say, you see? So Kirach was challenging the authenticity of the entire Torah by questioning Moshe Abedo. Very important concept. So therefore, what killed him was an earthquake. The stability that we all have, you want to uproot the stability, right? I'm going to let that kill you. A very interesting concept, you know? Everything that happens is always for a profound reason, never by accident. You know, anyway, uh, so that's why the marble happened. God destroyed the entire planet. I mean, talk about a severe judgment. You don't get more severe than that. Because what God did is he just didn't, didn't destroy society. He killed everybody. And he not only killed everybody, except Noah and his sons and the wives and so on, but he destroyed civilization. That is the greatest damage you can do to this planet. Right? Now, so that's what he did. So when Noah came out of the table, right, Noah comes out and God swore, took an oath, that he would no longer do this, that it will not cease. What does that mean? That he may kill people, but it's going to be on a, on a country level, not the whole planet. So he's not going to kill everybody, eh? He's not going to destroy civilization. And he's going to not destroy the whole society of America, of the entire world. 
but he can do it to an individual country. And that's why Egyptians made a terrible mistake. Because, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's why they wanted a, why did he want all the kids to be drowned in the Nile, right? Because he was afraid the Mashiach was born. That's what the astrologers told him. So why water? Because he said, well, water, God is not going to destroy the world through water because he took an oath. So therefore, I will kill the Messiah through water. He thought he can get away with it. But he didn't realize something, that God swore not to destroy the entire earth, but he can take out one nation. Made a, he made a fatal error in his husband. And of course, the Yamsuf destroyed him. The whole Egyptian army, well, he actually lived. The whole Egyptian army. And also destroyed Egypt, whatever. In any case, you see? Now, does God do this? Will he destroy a nation? Yes, he will. I'll give you one classic example. In America, in 2005, Katrina. Remember that? On Monday, it went all, it, right? It, the hurricane hit. On Tuesday, right? It went over the wall. Because New Orleans is really below ground, right? And they got walls. It's like, it's like uh, what do you call that? Holland. You know, the dikes, the dams, the dikes, whatever, right? And on, two, and on Wednesday, wiped out New Orleans. It took them years to build. So I remember I said to myself, like, what in the world is this? God just took out the whole, the whole city. It wasn't a person or two. So I remember I was reading, you know, I, I think God just sent that to me to, to know, you know. Where it said that on Wednesday of that week, they were going to celebrate Southern Decadence Day. That's the name of the holiday. It's, they call it Southern Decadence Day, which is an annual thing that New Orleans celebrates. What, what, what can that be? You can imagine what that means. Decadence, which means that you can commit any sexual perversion and the police will do nothing. And it's done publicly. They celebrate that. They say, okay, for today, everything goes. So you, you have all kinds of homosexuals and lesbians, you name it going on in the streets, certainly in the homes. On that day, nobody's prosecuted. That was Wednesday. This is the day you are. This is why God destroyed the earth. He didn't destroy America, he destroyed New Orleans. Katrina. Katrina is a mini-marble. Isn't that interesting? That's what it is, it's a mini-marble. In fact, it was water. You know, just like he destroyed Egypt. So we actually saw you know, the actualization of God's you know, oath not to destroy the whole world, but he destroyed the city. And I remember then I was very worried because that means God will not stop to destroy a city. He kept the city already. He's not afraid, you know, in that sense, you know. Anyway, so Katrina is a real example of God going after that place, you see. Any case, now, America. What has happened to America? Like I said, the two people responsible in many ways, it's not just in 1969, if you remember, you know, there was a, uh, a bar, Stonewall Bar. Well, anyway, the Stonewall Bar, and that's when the, all of a sudden all the gay people exploded and they went, they made a riot, and that was the beginning of the acceptance of this way of life. You see, in 1969, and so on. Anyway, 
It's very interesting. Therefore, it began to grow. The problem was, how was it legalized? So like I said, in June of 2015, Anthony Kennedy was a deciding vote. The four liberals were one way, the other four conservatives were the other way, obviously. So Kennedy was the deciding vote, Anthony Kennedy, and he voted and he made it constitutional. He came up with this absolutely crazy concept that it's validated by the Constitution. And people are saying, I don't understand, for hundreds of years, nobody ever interpreted the Constitution that way. And you do? You have the goal to do this and change what hasn't been done in over 200 years or whatever? Yes, he did that. Like I said before, he has no idea what's coming to him. But anyway, once he made it constitutional, forget it, it's over. You know? So now it's not only, it's not only, it's legalized and it's legitimate. And today, and, and then the next guy came on was Neil Gorsuch, who said that, well, what, what gender are you? You decide. And you cannot discriminate somebody, a guy who decides he's a woman. You can't discriminate. It's illegal, right? He actually made that. Neil Gorsuch, the great conservative that Trump put in. Terrible. Now it's blatant and it's all over the place. Very important concept. And not only that, I don't know myself, but people tell me that he has now become, I think the word is quiche, chick, quiche, whatever. Chic. Chic. Chic means it's in, in style. style. Yes. It's now become in style to have a same-sex partner. That's why I'm not aware myself. And so, but people said that it has now become, if you're among this type of society, you know, even modern people, secular, hey, wow, you actually got a, uh, a same-gender partner? Wow, you, you're somebody, you know, and so on, you know? Cool. Cool, yeah, that's the word, cool. In any case, this is what's happening. Now, what do we know? God's not going to stand for this. Why? People don't understand. There's a God in the world. He's not going to stand for this while they destroy America. Because that's what happens. Now, if you discriminate, if you don't bake a cake for two guys that want to get married, yeah, it was a whole court in the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and so on. So what they're, just doing is, they're doing is destroying America, which is very bad. Because America, like I said, is the model and the beacon for the entire world. And they just had a parade, terrible, in, in Israel, Eretz Israel. And they say that there was over 100,000 people in that parade, right? In Israel, in Tel Aviv. And somebody also told me, I think it's true, I don't know, is that Yael Lapid now has taken the flag of these guys, the rainbow flag, and he's now put it among the flags in the Knesset, in the front of the Knesset. Oh, sure. <coughs> also decreed in Israel that if you want surrogate uh, mothers to carry your baby for same-sex marriages, they just approved it. Approved it, yeah, yeah. This is very bad because it means Jews are now falling in line. We know God is not going to be of this. Question is, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? He's going to flood the He's not going to flood the United States although there are very interesting things that are going on. For instance, one of the things going on is the heat wave in the, in the west, north and southwest. They are breaking all kinds of heat waves, 108 degrees in many places, and they're frying out there and so on, you know. But that's not even really what it is. The question is, we expect some type of response. Now, I, I, I sometimes worry 
because there's certain very prone, earthquake-prone places in the United States. California, San Andreas Fault, yeah. But that ever splits, and they always expect every 100 years or something like that, you know, I think it was 1908 or 1904, San Francisco, destroyed San Francisco, you know. And we know that the punishment is an earthquake. Now, I don't think it will happen because of the merit of all the Jews doing mitzvahs and learning Torah in California. California is not a simple place. L.A. and so on, there's a lot of Torah being learned there, so I don't think it's going to happen. Listen, you worry, because you know that this is what can happen. But God did something else. Absolutely brilliant. He's destroying America. What you're looking at is the marble. This is it. Well, how did he do it? Let me repeat that. America is being destroyed. We see that. Progressives, the liberals, right? It's being destroyed, taken apart, right? You can't even believe what you When you go to New York, Manhattan, you can't even believe what San Francisco, when you put in Oregon and so on, you know? That's really the model. Why and how? So it's just incredible. Okay. In order to understand, you have to know this. We know that in the Torah there's Esau, which I've said many times. Esau gave rise to Edom. Edom is his nation. Edom, as the Gemara says, that's the Torah says, Esau's or Edom. The Torah says that Edom is Rome. Right? The Gemara says that. Edom Zuroimi. Without getting into the historicity. Anyway. And uh, um, uh, Rome became Christianity. Christianity is Edom. Right? Without getting into that. And what is interesting is that's Edom, right? Uh, and Edom today is Western civilization, which is basically Christian. It's really what it is. So we live in Edom. We live in America and so on. But there are three parts to Edom, you see, as the Torah shows us who Esau was. The first part of Esau, I want to mention this a long time ago, is, is what? Is Russia. Russia is the worst part of Esau. It's called the evil of Esau, extreme. Because they're atheists, they enslave their population. Terrible what they did to the Russian population. You know? So that's the worst part of Esau. That's Vayivez Esau Esabachira. And Esau despised the birthright. The arrogance of this man, that's communism. It's really what it is. The next part of Esau, which is also evil, but not as bad as Russia, right, communism and so on, right, is Europe. Europe killed more people in the name of Christianity than all wars combined. It was incredible what they did, you know. They tell you, you know, somebody hits you, you turn the other cheek, but of course they forget to tell you it's your cheek that they turn, right? That's what Christianity is. It's a pseudo-religion in many ways. I'm not even going into, you know, who he was and so on and so forth, but it's a, it's a very violent religion. The history shows us it's been violent. You're talking about the pogroms. It's Christians. The Inquisitions. Christians. You see, all, all of it, it's basically the Crusades. It's all Christianity. Make more with the world. And so on, you see. It's a violent religion. Fortunately, today it's not as violent because of a thing called democracy. Democracy has curbed Christianity. So it's interesting. That's why God put it 
as a as as a uh, uh, muzzle against Christianity. Well, who knows what would go on? So, on. so therefore, Europe is the bad part of Asia. So, Russia is the evil part of Asia, the worst. And Europe is the bad part, bad news. That's Christianity. And America is what? It's a good part because America isn't the pleasure. You see? So the Toiv Shabbat, in many ways, is America. But guess what? America also has its share of bad and evil, doesn't it? It has people in America who are bad, you know? And then it has people in America who are evil, you see, which parallels Russia and Europe. But the majority of America is good. That's an important idea. What we realize now is uh, part of uh, Aesop and so on. Three parts, like I said, you know. Three parts of uh, locations and therefore three parts of Aesop. <clears throat> so, God wants to stop America, you see. Now, God has always been concerned with America. Why? Because America is really a decent country. It's founded on principles of liberty, equality, and so on. You know, of course they've committed many sins, but by and large, it's a good country. It's very fair. In many ways, in a certain sense, it's very righteous. America gives an enormous amount of foreign aid all the time, you know, uh, and, and so on. It has freedom. You know, it respects human values, human life, and so on. <clears throat> However, there is a bad part of Asa, you know, even in America and so on, you know. So therefore, what God has done is an astounding thing. Until now, we had the good part of Asa. That was heading, that was the head of America. And like I say, the one who represented the good part of Asa, Dosh of Asa, is Trump. And I've maintained a long time that Trump is a messianic figure. He's not the Messiah, but he's a figure that contributes to that. Because what he's done for America and what he's done for the Jewish people, uh, not the Jewish people is astounding. It's incredible. He's been a tremendous president, you see. In any case, but all of a sudden his reign was overthrown. And I explained why, you see. Because the problem is that America has now descended into the 49th level of tumor, of, of uh, defilement. And therefore, God has to stop the defilement. So what God is doing, right, he has to bring the Mashiach. Because there's no other way to stop the sliding into the 50th level. And therefore, what he has to do is bring the Mashiach. It's called the restart button. But the problem is that Jews don't deserve the Messiah. Too many sins. You see? So what's God going to do? He has to stop it, press the restart button, and bring the Mashiach. But he can't because Jews don't deserve it. That there's massive prosecutions in heaven by the Satan, the against the Jews having the Messiah. They don't deserve it. So God says, you're right, here's what I'll do. I'm going to stop the messianic progress, and I'm going to kick Trump out, and I'm going to allow something else to come in its place to bring an atonement to the Jews. The atonement really to the Jewish people in many ways. They're going to suffer. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to punish America. I'm going to bring them to model. Same time. It's a duality. You see? The Jews are suffering because of a lot of things going on. But the whole America is being punished with the equivalent of a model. 
That's what God is doing. And I mentioned in uh, Egypt, it was the same thing. Moshe Rabbeinu came, right? And he came because it was the 49th level of defilement. And if they slipped into the 50th, they could not be redeemed. So Moshe Rabbeinu came. But lo and behold, after he came, it got worse, much worse. Because Pharaoh decreed, right? He decreed an uh, entire um, straw, zero straw, that they now have to gather straw. Besides build, they also have to gather, so it became much worse after he came. Same ideas. It's because Moshe Rabbeinu was the Mashiach, came, the Jews did not deserve a messianic redemption, they forgot to have to give an atonement, the kapora, so it got much worse, and then when that was over, God slammed the whole Egypt with the templates. The exact same thing is happening now. Okay? So he stops Trump, because God wants to bring the Mashiach, but what's he doing? But at the same time, it's called you double up. What he's going to do is bring a marvel to America, you see. And therefore, at the same time that it's a kapora for the Jews, it's going to be a destruction to America. How? So God looks at Asa. Remember, America really has three parts of Asa, doesn't it? It has the good part of Asa. It has the bad part, which is what Europe was. But it has the incredible evil part. Really bad people. It's Russia. It's communism. And he says, I will give them dominion over America. The evil part. Who are they? The liberals. The, the, the uh, Democratic Party. The progressives. They are the evil of Esau. Not maybe the bad of Esau. You see? Soros. Well, Soros is an error part. The name of the voting machines that they're saying we're changing the votes is named Dominion. Dominion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what God did is astounding. He gave dominion to the evil of Aesop, which is equivalent to Russia. Communism. Isn't that what they want to make America into? Do you notice what's happening? What you are looking at is the marble. But instead of water, he has unleashed the evil part of Aesop to destroy America. Marble. Brilliant. So America is destroying itself. Doesn't need water. Doesn't need an external idea. It is destroying itself. But God never allowed the evil part to dominate. He allowed the bad part to dominate. But never the evil part. Because the bad part, you know, who's the bad part? I, I, I don't know names. It's like, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. The Clintons, you know, all those kind of people, you know, and all. All the really, you know, the bad people, you know. But they don't want to destroy America, make it communist. <laughs> they don't want to do that. That's not bad. That's evil. You see the difference? Okay. Let's take a look at what these people want to do. Okay? And then you begin to realize, wait a minute. This isn't the bad part of Asa. This is the evil part of Asa. How's that happen? That's the marble. What do they want to do? You take a look at what they want to do. You can't believe this is a destruction of the United States. One, defund the police. <laughs> How do you defund the police when that's the only thing standing between you and the criminal trying to rob you or kill you? Defund the police? That's insane. Only insane, mad people can come up with that. Right? Then they have, then they have what's called the no-bail law. Are you crazy? Uh, okay, certain people should not have bail. Why? But you don't let criminals act. 
you know, hardcore criminals, murderers, or whatever, with no bail? <coughs> well, of course you're crazy. You see? And then there's no prosecution. The DAs of many cities have decided that they are not going to prosecute. That's why in San Francisco, some guy came in into uh, Nyman Marcus, I think, took a bag. He just put stuff into his bag as long as it didn't total. Yeah, looting is allowed. No, 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 no. As long as it's not $1,000. So you can imagine a guy can hit every store, every target in San Francisco. I mean, is this insane? Obviously, you're giving them a green light to do anything they want. No prosecutions, and there are many other misdemeanors or that they're making that they're not prosecuting, you see? <clears throat> and there's a tremendous rise in crime. Uh, it's like in one, in one weekend, I think July 4th, there was 100 shootings in, 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 uh, in Chicago. This is normal. Everywhere you look, crime has increased by 50%. Six, I had one city, 600% rise in crime. I don't know how many people live there. Uh, you know, you know, we're not looking here at incompetent people. We are looking at psychotics. We're looking at insanity. Don't, don't confuse this with incompetence. This is insanity. This is the destruction of civilization, you see? And then the guns on the streets, they used to have a uh, police force that took away guns in New York, and they disbanded that. Because you have lunatics for politicians, you see? We know who they are in New York. This never happened before. How could this happen? It hasn't happened in 230 years of American history. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> not only is it happening, it's accepted. And now, of course, there's protests and so on. Impossible. Nobody could ever have predicted that America would turn a zoo, wild animals. It happened. Why? Because this is the bubble. Now you know why. But what the Bonsham did is incredible. He actually got America to destroy America. So there is no other way to explain how are these people dominating to such an extent. You see. And not only, it's not only crime. And then there's the border. What's happening at the border. It's insane. They stopped the war, which would have stopped all this. All that dope is coming across the border, all the criminals, right? It's unbelievable. How can anybody in his right mind? Now you have other stuff happening, which is real destruction. CRT in schools, right? Critical race theory, they're teaching kids. It's now destroying the next generation. It's not only focusing on this, you see, but they're taking kids, seven-year-old, five-years-old, and teaching them, right, that this is a racist country which of course is idiotic. Now, I, 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 well, I, I can explain that. People don't understand. Let me tell you some of the tremendous mistake that is made in America. <clears throat> there used to be an argument on slavery. Well, the Bible condones slavery. Mishpatim, ki sikne evidibri. Right? It says that black and white, and they're all laws. <coughs> it's an evidibri. There's an Evkanani, you know? So maybe they're right. If the Bible condones slavery, which doesn't make sense even, so people said we can have slaves. They don't know what they're talking about. This is one of the greatest distortions ever known. The Bible doesn't condone slavery. 
everybody that what a slave was was an employee that offered himself up for money. And evidently, you, you didn't take him against his will. You didn't kidnap him. You paid the guy. So he allowed that you have full use of his, of his uh, productivity, right, for the daytime. Then at night, he used to go home, whatever. You know? And even if he didn't go home, you didn't own him. But whatever he did was now you owned. He sold that to you. The same thing with an Ebed Kanani, Canaanite slave. And the same thing with a Goy. <coughs> you couldn't kidnap a Goy and make him a slave. Excuse me. That's kidnapping. But if a Goy comes over to you, a non-Jew, and says, you know, I'm broke. You know, give me 50 grand. Right? And I will be your slave or actually to really servant for a year. So the Bible said, okay, fine. That's what you want to do? So in many ways, it's the different gradations of employment. There's a guy who worked for you during the day and went home. Then the Evelivri that worked for you any time during the day, but you paid him for that. Then the Evid Kanani, the same thing. You gave them money. Same thing with the, the Evid who was a guy. Uh, what happened in America? Nobody got money. They kidnapped them from Africa. They used to go to Africa and kidnap the tribes. This isn't employment. This is kidnapping, which is Chayv Misa, the death penalty. That's what they don't know what they're talking about. So the problem with slavery in America is that they all kidnapped against their will to serve. Nobody gave them money, you see? It wasn't employment in different levels. You see the tremendous mistake that America has made. Uh, and that was wrong. That America did that was wrong because it wasn't only that they were having people to serve them. That's okay as long as you pay the guy. But you can't take a guy and kidnap him against his will and then abuse him. That's called kidnapping, which is the death penalty for a guy. It's even the death penalty for a Jew. By the way, the signal in the Ten Commandments is kidnapping. It's not monetary theft. Kidnapping. In any case, this is what America makes a mistake. And they were guilty. They should never... And now, they didn't kidnap the people, but they bought the slaves off to the ones who kidnapped. So you're aiding and abetting the slavery. <laughs> you know? And not only that, by taking him to your plantation or wherever the guy went, you are continuing the slavery. So you're also kidnapping the guy. Every minute that he remains in your possession without compensation is kidnapping you see so americans are guilty of kidnapping people don't understand that that was a terrible crime you see that americans did whatever the reason you know because that was a zeitgeist means that was the thing that they did it was accepted but it was a crime because it's kidnapping so fine god said you know i do not want america to be guilty of kidnapping so what i'm going to do is put in their hearts to get rid of it but as a punishment for what they did, civil war. The civil war was the atonement for American sin of kidnapping. See the way it works? And over 600,000 guys died, and it disrupted terribly the whole America. Imagine a civil war for four or five years. That's why, as an atonement for America. You see? Because God does not want to destroy America, because America will eventually be Tlipshevesov. The good part of Asa. That's fine. Interesting. However, today, 
uh, that was kidnapping, so which is a moral sin, correct? Today it's not kidnapping. Child trafficking? What? Child trafficking? That's certainly... America is guilty of terrible sins. Child trafficking, adult trafficking, which I hear oh, yeah. is terrible, Tra- yeah. right? Yeah, whatever, it, adult trafficking and so on, right? But infanticide. They want to pass laws where a, a, a mother can kill her kid uh, even after she gives birth. It's murder. Uh, you see? Look at what America is guilty of. But those are terrible sins to individuals. But what will destroy civilization is LGBTQ. That will destroy civilization. Because that's the end of the kids. You see? So what God has done is a marvel. We don't realize that. Because that's the only thing that explains the incredible, uh, not urgency, the, the radicalness of what's happening. can't believe this. But what he did is incredible. I'm not going to bring a flood. I'm going to unleash the animals. Who are they? The wild animals like he did in Egypt, the Oreg, right? Who are they? The liberals, the progressives, the Democratic Party. You see? I'm going to unleash them, and I will miraculously give them power, which he can do, which he did. And in order to make sure that they will destroy America, because God knows nobody's going to vote for these crazies, right? God comes up with a brilliant plan. What's the plan? How do you do it? Because God has to work with nature. How? He makes sure that there's going to be a president that's going to be a puppet to these people. Biden. Why do you think Biden, uh, in order to make sure that Biden gets elected? COVID. You see. COVID enabled Biden to become the president because he was in the basement, never had a campaign. So nobody really knew who he was. You believe a guy doesn't have to campaign? He stayed in his basement. Not only that, why can't you vote for Biden? Senile. Not only that, he's a thief. He stole from Ukraine, he admitted it. China, Russia, and so on. It's a thief. It's a crook. A 30-year creep, a thief. Him and his son, a hunter. Not only that, what has he done in the 48 years, 47 years? that he's been in the halls of Congress and so on, right? Nothing, you know? How does a man like that become the president of the United States? It is impossible. And the Malachim told him, I would get a kick out of this. <clears throat> There's a kid room. This isn't done immediately. There's a whole court case, right? And God is saying to the Malachim, you know, he's holding court, right? Okay, I'm going to unleash the third aspect of Esau. The evil of Esau, much worse, all right? And they're going to be unleashed. So the Malachim say, impossible. Possible, you know? I mean, not that they question God. But they say, I, I, we can't believe you can do this. So God says, don't worry. How am I going to do this? Biden. Because Biden is the president, and he's legally the president. And whatever he does, signs, is not the law. It's unbelievable. And he will be a puppet. So the Malachim say, wait a minute. Nobody's going to vote for Biden in his right mind. Not what Trump did. And Trump did incredible for America. Uh, so not only does Biden have all the negatives, he can't be a guy like Trump. That's what the Malachim say to the Vashem. The Vashem says, what are you worried about? I'm God. I can do whatever I want. So lo and behold, out comes COVID. Therefore, it enabled, it did many things. 
It enabled Biden to stay in his basement. It enabled Biden to do what? To blame Trump for killing people, which is what he did. More than that, it destroyed the economy, which is Trump's signature. But it really did bad because it enabled mail-in ballots. Ah, it's unbelievable what God did. It's, when, you, when you look at the chess pieces, it's not one piece. Don't you see how they all enable the marble? Biden, progressives, Democratic Party, you see? And now, lo and behold, Biden is a puppet, you see? It's astounding how America would never have done this, you see? But when you add up all these pieces of the puzzle, Biden is president. And what keeps him in president is the media. The media has no idea of the punishment that they are going to get because they're all Mitzi Shemra. They all lie. Everything they say is a lie, you see. Besides the fact that they support a man who they know is completely incapable of being a president. So it's a deception against the entire America. So there you are. We are in the middle of a marble. This isn't uh, just happened to be like that. Uh, so from January 20th, right, until now, America is not the same country we knew. It's a different country. But what's crazy about it is it's psychotic. They do things that make no sense to promote a civilization. Why? As the Vanshim said, I need to destroy America. The real question is how long will that go on? Because, yeah, okay, <clears throat> because the Bonsham says, I need Trump back because America is part of the messianic process. Look how much Trump did for Israel. Incredible what he did. It's unheard of, you know. He's not even Jewish, you know. He has, it's true, he has a daughter-in-law, uh, that's the, you know, Ivanka. A daughter, excuse me, a daughter and Gerald, uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Jared. Jared Kushner. What? Well, yeah, yeah, but, but so you heard, you heard this? I mean, uh, Ivanka, she's Jewish, you know, and so on. So Trump, he loves Jews. You realize that you have to, if you look at his soul, he loves Jews. I'm telling you, it's, it's not normal. Uh, a man of his stature and his nature, who's such a combative individual, should love Jews. But anyway, God did special things for him. They say, you know, first of all, he was in real estate, Trump, and guess what? Guess who was all the people in real estate? Are the Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he knew all the Jews. He partners with the Jews, right? And they worked for him. You know, then the guy who was a CFO is now indicted, whatever, he's Jewish, whatever, and so on, you know? But what Ivanka told him, so, so Trump uh, came over to Ivanka, you know, and he said to her, he said, uh, you know, I really like the Jews. I want to become Jewish. Said that to Ivanka. So Ivanka says, no way. So Trump said to her, why not? Because she said to him, if you become Jewish, who am I going to sell my hummus to? She's <laughs> <laughs> very practical. Right? Uh, so, therefore, I'm glad you appreciate that. <laughs> I thought it was very funny myself. But anyway, um, um, and she probably does. She probably sells it to her father. Sounds funny. But I heard you can't I can't believe that. I don't believe that. 
No, he doesn't do any mitzvahs. How can he become Jewish? No, that's not Judaism. In order to become Judaism, you have to, you have to accept the Tariyak mitzvahs. He doesn't. Sorry. So I, I think that was just, well, maybe, maybe they say, uh, you, you might as well become Jewish. You're, 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 you're doing so much for the Jews. No. Uh, but in any case, so really when you think about that, this is really what is happening, you see. So you look at America, you can't believe what's going on. Like I say, you know, you have the borders and you have, you see the complete domination of these people, the evil of Esau. The House is democratic. The House, the Senate is democratic because of Kamala Harris, right? The cities are democratic. It's unbelievable that the, when God does something, get out of his way because that's what he does. Like he said to the Malachim, what's wrong? I'm God. Don't worry about it. You know, because they look at this, it's impossible. America isn't stupid. Don't do this. You know, but you see the incredible dominion, dominance of the Democratic Party, of the whole evil of Esau. You see, and the reason for that, like I say, is because of the uh, the concept of uh, of the uh, LGBTQ and so on. You know. And okay, and this is the model, and so on. Now, where do you see this? On 9-11, right? A long time ago. Actually, 9-11, 20 years. Wow, it's going to be 20 years. You know? The Haftorah, the Haftorah of 9-11 was Parshat Mitzvah. Everybody with me? Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy this. It was 9-11. The Haftorah was Parshat Mitzvah. If you look at the Haftura of Yitzhak, very interesting, uh, uh, here's what it says. It says that Yeshayahu Hanavi was, saw Nebuah, that means he see a vision. Nebuah often had a vision as well as the interpretation of the vision. So he sees God, if I remember correctly, riding on a horse, covered in red clothing, splattered in blood. That's what it was. So Yishayah Novi got very nervous. Because when God is coming, when the vision of God is a being, a deity, that's covered in blood, war, that's what it means. Somebody's head is going to roll. That's what it means, right? So he's very nervous. So the motion told him, don't worry. This isn't for the Jews. Then why do you look like this? So God says, I've just come from Edom, and I crushed them. Like a winemaker. Remember they used to step on the grapes? Yeah. That's how they used to do it, right? I don't know how people drank from that. I yeah. hope they cleaned their feet. But anyway, you know, but in any case, um, you know, uh, so God said, I just crushed Edom, right? Like a winemaker crushes his grapes. And all that grapes, you know, the, the grape juice came out and splattered on my clothing, right? That's, and that's exactly what happened in 9-11. They got crushed, right? That's, that's Mamish Daftura of 9-11, you know? <clears throat> what do we see? That in the end of time, God will crush Edom. What crush Edom? Which Edom? You know, because I just told you there are three parts that were represented initially by three, right? Which part is he going to crush? The evil of Edom. That's who he's going to crush. Those are the, not the Turkish of He's going to crush the bad part of Esau. That's why he threw Hillary right out, whatever. And he's going to crush these people who are worse than the Clintons. 
they'll be evil, you see. So we know that's going to happen, you see. But, but when you think about it, this is really what, what's going on. And the amazing thing is the concept of communism. They, the progressive, want to introduce communism. But I just said that communism is the worst part of Asa, is the evil. So lo and behold, that's exactly what they want to do. Look how consistent all this is. You know what I'm saying? Look how consistent. Russia was communism, and that's why they were so evil. And that's exactly what these people, Antifa, right, BLM, and so on. And as I mentioned, it's very bad because now they want to have, you know, a critical race theory. They want to destroy the children. The media is completely filled with lies. But it's more than that. It's the universities and the colleges. They're all left. They're all liberal. It's terrible and progressive. You know what I'm saying? So th- this is also as part of it. <clears throat> and America is turning left. It's incredible to watch how, you know, rational people can become irrational. You can only explain this. This is the zero, the decree of God, that these evil of Aesop should destroy uh, America. And they are. Especially with the uh, teaching kids in school critical race theory and colleges and so on, you know, it's unbelievable. Uh, and they're not only doing that, they've erased gender. You know, they erased gender. A kid in elementary school can say, I want to be a little girl. I always want to be a little girl, right? I don't even have a boy, you know? And I think they were able to have a sex operation without the parents' approval, if I remember correctly. You know? It's beyond the... Even if you allow that, you can't allow it to a little kid. What does he know? father's being sued for putting his boy's pants when the mother wants the boy in the dress. Yeah, yeah. What's court? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> we, we, what we're watching is psychotic. It's not normal. It's irrational. And the answer to that, because it's the marvel. It's amazing what Ramon Shum did. He set up a whole series of events, you see, in order to make this happen. You see. Now, what's also interesting is this also. Uh, we have two attributes of God. It's called Teferis and Oiz. Teferis is beauty. Oiz is might. What are they really? Teferis is beauty of civilization. Beauty of civilization. And what is might? Might is success. It doesn't only mean military. It means tremendous success. Oiz, you know? That's what beauty and might really is. Who has it? We used to have it. We don't have it anymore. You see? Who has that? It is America that has the beauty of might. You know? I remember I once drove past there while I was giving the she in those years, you know? And I drove past Monmouth College. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I remember I said to myself, what is this? It's a nobody college. I mean, how many people have heard of Monmouth College? Think about that, right? You know, it could be people living in deals only in here about Monmouth College. It's a, it's a nobody college in the rank of colleges, right? You try to even look at that place. It's magnificent. You went there, right? So you can testify. It's magnificent. Uh, what is this? Now, then you drive past the shul. You know, then you drive past the shul and say, uh, excuse me, uh, is this a shul? I thought it was an outhouse, right? Or something like that, you know? Uh, I'm not... Fortunately, a lot of shoes are now much better. They look beautiful, I must say, you know. But they don't care. They don't come to the, what's called the fanem, the majesty of colleges. 
Harvard, MIT, you know, the, you know, uh, Stanford, these are major institutions in the world. Any college is that, you know, I, I live in Lakewood, New Jersey, right? So there's a college there called uh, Georgian Court, right? Do you see the size of that campus? It's unbelievable. Nobody ever heard of Georgian Court. You know what I'm saying? So why is it that they look like this? And Lakewood Yeshiva, BMG, right? Basement Shkavaya, you know, they're nice buildings, but they're spread all over Lakewood. You know, why can't they get their act together and put it in one place? You know? Because the Teferis and Oyes is with the Goyim, not with the Jews. You see? You want to know where Teferis and Oyes was? Drive down Fifth Avenue. Oh, right? Madison Avenue. Madison Avenue, right? That's where it is. That's the first in the audience, right? The success and the intellectual, the wisdom of American colleges and universities. But did you notice what happened in the last year? It's gone. New York looks like a cesspool. But wait a minute. What happened to the first in the audience? Oh, that's the good news. Because what the Voshim says, I can't give Israel, the Jewish people, the first in the audience, right? I have to take it away from the Goyim because when the Goyim have it, who really has it? The Sutton. Because the Sutton takes what we have when we don't deserve it. Right? So they have it. So God says, wait a minute, before I do that, I got to take it away from them. Why? Because that indicates that the Tzeres and Oyes now belong to the Jew. It indicates that the Yeniko, what the Sutton has been taken from the Jewish soul, is now back in the hands of the Jews and not in the hands of the Sultan. Bankrupt. That's what you're looking at. New York that looks, right, like a hovel. It means that certainly Oiz is gone, but it's not just New York. You know, it's San Francisco. It's Portland. You know what I'm saying? It's Los Angeles with a thousand tents all over the place, you know, with the homeless and the drug addicts and everybody, you know. And it's in many cities. And they're growing the homeless and the drug addicts, you know, and whatever. Because the first and the Oiz is now leaving Edoim. Where do we see this? How do we know it was in the hands? Because in Tachnum we say, in Tachnum, every Shachas, Admosai Uschubashvi, how long will your Oiz, your might, be in captivity? And your beauty be at in the hands of the enemy. That's where it is. That's the Golan. That's the beauty, and the, be- the beauty and the magnificence of the Jewish people when they are the Mamleches Kohanim, right? They have it, you see? And the going were always primitive. But now they have it. Edwin has it. And now we see it's being taken away. That's a very good sign because it means that it's over. That means it's slowly come back to the Jews. You see, this is what happens. We pray every week. Hashem Hashem Yes. And then we'll have peace, God willing. And you ever notice what it says in the Birchas Ashacha? You make the Brochas in the morning, the Shacha, the Brochas. Oyze Yisrael Bigvura. Right? Oyte Yisrael Bisif Ora. That's it. That's the Tsaras in the Oyes. You see, that's our Yerusha. In fact, if you ask yourselves, wait a minute, what, when they had it, what was the origin? And the answer is, it's ours. The Tzeres and the Oyes belong to the Jews. We don't deserve it. 
the Sultan took it and he gives it to his Ummah Sa'ilam, the nations of the world. You see? So therefore it comes out that the first oil that we have is what they have is really ours. That's the Khurban. Don't they you say see? that um all the universities I know it's a long shield, but I think it was worth it. Here's the good news. This is the good news. The relationship that we have with Esau is a seesaw. We know that because it says when Rivka went to find the prophecy, why was there such turmoil inside her? So she went to the Shemba Eva and he told her the following, right? A whole bunch of prophecies, right? Shnei goyim bivitneach. There are two great nations within you, right? The, 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 they will be split from you and both will split from you go there either way and then it says and one nation will be greater than the other which means that when one nation is great the other one is always inferior to seesaw and when the other nation is great then this nation will be inferior they'll never be equal the great news that I want to tell you is that if we see America being destroyed, which I don't believe it will, you know, God will stop it. This is just the marble. It has to, the marble has to punish these people and so on, you know. That means that if it's being, uh, if, there, if there's a seesaw, that means that if they are going down, then it must mean that we are rising. Because that's our relationship with Edgar and Esau. Isn't that true? Signatura. So if that's the case, then what we're watching in America is incredible news for Jews. Think about that. Because when they go down, we must rise because that is the relationship that we have with them. It's not like they can go big and we can go big or they can go small or we remain small. No. It's a seesaw. In English, it's called a reciprocal relationship. You know, when A is big, B is small. You see? That's, it's an inverse. That's what it's called. That's what's happening. So therefore, as a result of that, right, we are going up. Yes. We don't know exactly how, but there will come a time when the end, then when the decree is over, and it's only a matter of time, that God will say, enough, I will now begin the upward swing of the muzzle of the Jewish people. And then all of a sudden, we go up. And, when that, and it's going to happen overnight. You won't even know it hit you. Something will happen, right, that comes out of nowhere. And everybody realizes there's something going on, you see. And then from then, it begins to grow, grow, and grow, you see. The, what we're waiting for is not even the growth. What we're waiting for is the turnaround. Turnaround. When does it stop going their way? And when does it begin going our way? Once that happens, it's like one said, it's irreversible and it is unstoppable. That's the end. That's the etoy, you see. So you could say, you know, until America was being destroyed, I would never believe. So America still has personal noise. 
right? But we know it has to be taken away from them. You see? And we're watching it. You know, we see and we cannot believe what we're looking at, that America's falling apart with irrational, psychotic ideas. It makes sense. The whole world has to be laughing at America. You see? They have to be laughing at that. You see? Now, I'm not saying, which I want to add, I'm not saying that, in a certain sense, they, they're not right. They are right, but they have over-exaggerated their points. America was wrong when they did that, allowed kidnapped people to be slaves. What kind of abuse is that? And it's Chayab Misa, you see? And they deserved that. That was why the Civil War happened. But not only, America has changed. I mean, most cops, I think, are black. It's incredible. There are blacks in so many different positions. You know, I remember I heard on the radio, this, a black was saying, he says, what are they, crazy? There's no racism in America. I have two medical degrees. The guy said, how can I have two medical degrees if there's slavery or whatever racism, you know? Because it's idiotic. It's being used as a ploy in order to promote people who are the evil of Aesop, who want to dominate and have power. That's what it's for. And Americans are fools. America has changed. Now, it is true there are pockets of racism. That is true. You know? But I want to tell you something, which is very important. What I believe is the origin of, of racism. And people will not tell you this. You know? I want to tell you where it comes from. I remember 50 years ago, you know, maybe 60 years ago, when the mafia was known. Yeah, people knew about the mafia because then they were very big. The RICO Act had not been passed, whatever, and so on, you know. So I remember, I remember you know, if, if you would meet an Italian, I always said to myself, hmm, is he part of the mafia? Why? Because they were stereotyped. The mafia stereotyped Italians. So they were so prominent, because, you know, it was all over the news, Carlo Campino and, and uh, Vince Gotti, oh, his first name, whatever, you know, uh, John Gotti. They were all over the news. You know, they were, they called him Dapper Don or something like that. You know. So when you met an Italian, somehow you ask yourself, hmm, is he part of the mafia? Do I have to watch out with him? You know, will I be rubbed out also? You know, why? Because the mafia had stereotyped the Italians. Fortunately, that's gone because the mafia is basically gone. Although they're not really gone, they're hidden. They're into all kinds of businesses, you know, but they're not as prominent. Because of the RICO Act. Because now you can get a guy just for being part of the syndicate, even if he hadn't committed a crime. Whatever. It changed the whole law. But in any case, <clears throat> here's the problem with blacks. They are stereotyped. Why? Do you know that 70% of black families have no male figure in the house? There's no father. There's no father. For whatever reason. Either because you never married the, the mother, or you abandoned the mother, or whatever. 70%. So guess what? If you don't have a male in the house, right, and you have kids growing up, you know, so you can control them until they're about eight years old. But by the time they hit 9, 10, 11, 12 teenagers, forget it. You can't control them. So what do they do? They hang out. And when they hang out, we know who they hang out with. So they commit crimes. You see, I want you to a statistic. If I remember correctly, it's like 50% of crimes committed are committed, committed by blacks. But blacks are only 13% of the country. Doesn't make sense, does it? 
13% of the population of the country are black, yet 50% or maybe 60, I don't recall the exact, but it was a staggering statistic. You see, it was three times the amount or maybe four times the amount of population, right? So therefore, most crimes, not most, but an enormous amount of crimes are committed by blacks. Do you know blacks dying left and right today? You know who kills them blacks? 90% of all black crime, guess who the perpetrator is? Another black. They're killing themselves, you see? So what has happened is this, is because of these two statistics, that black people, 70% of the fathers are gone, and the mothers can't control their kids. So of course they all become criminals, because that's where they hang out, all right? So that's number one, and because, and, and there's so many, and because they commit so many crimes way out of their proportion, out of their numbers, they have become stereotyped. So when you meet a black in the street, what do you begin to think about? She going to steal from me? Rob me? You see, you, you, your, your whole perspective has been distorted uh, because they have destroyed their reputation. It's their fault. Now, what could they do? It's an important idea. The, the stereotyping of blacks or the racism, whatever's left of it, because enormous amount has been gone, is, is their fault. So what can be done? Black leaders, they don't say a word. What's destroying the black community themselves? Because they have stereotyped themselves into being criminal. Mm-hmm. Or, uh-oh, it's like the old mafia business, right? But fortunately, that's gone. But, you, you know, if, if so much crime is committed by black, of course if I meet a black, I'm going to ask myself, hmm, can I, can I hire it? Should it steal from me? Uh, or whatever. This is why there's racism. Whatever's left. This is why. And the, you know who's responsible for this? Not just the black families. It's the black leaders. The joke, the BLM, which is a joke. Why aren't they screaming about what's happening in Chicago, right? Or that, that, that 100 people are shot over a weekend? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it murdered and so on, you know? Nobody says anything. Or why don't they scream? Say, what a minute, are you crazy? Why are... Fathers abandoning their, 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 their uh, families. Kids grow up without a father, and they're growing up without a father. I'm not talking about teenagers, you know, who are grown up and so on and had a father. Now, there are some blacks who did, that guy Thomas Sowell, you know. He was a conservative black. I think he pointed it out. But this is what it is. Their fault. Because they have so destroyed the image and the reputation of blacks because of the rampant crime. You see, that's why. And of course, the kid grows up without a father, right? Then, you know, it's not like he he can be taught morals and character traits. It's much harder for him to turn out. Now, thank God there are blacks that that have made it, you know, and so on. But the majority, no, you see. And that's, so what are they into? They're into drugs, you see. They're into all of this kind of stuff, you see. And that's why. I believe that's the real truth. They will never admit it. Because they'd much rather blame the whites. And this concept of white supremacy is idiotic. Yeah, of course they are white supremacists. But they're an incredibly small minority in the United States. You know? The reason is many people are afraid of blacks because of the stereotyping. Listen, ask yourself. If it's nighttime and it's 11 o'clock at night, Right? 
and you're walking down the street and there's nobody in the street and there's somebody coming your way and he's black. What's your thought? You're scared. Why? Isn't that racist? No, it's not racist. Because if all these, so many blacks are doing crime out of their proportion. That's the proof. People don't get scared because a person walks by. If it was a white guy walking by, you wouldn't be scared. They don't understand it. They're not interested in understanding this because they want to blame whites. Why do they want to blame whites? Because they want to control whites. They want power. That's the whole name of the game for the BLM, right? And for the Antifa and for all those blacks that are part of this group and so on, movement and so on. You see? What was that? Which group? That's the old story because they feel guilty. Yeah, because you know you try to identify with the perpetrator so you don't feel guilty that you're not doing. What? What? It, it, there's a lot of guilt in that. But anyway, I, so I just wanted to comment on that. What's happening? But the overall idea is that these people have, you know, are destroying America. BLM, you know, Antifa. And, uh, and the Democratic mayors, it's unbelievable what, what de Blasio has. The New York City ought to get a medal. They get a medal for the worst mayor in, in New York history, what he's done. You know, and it's amazing to watch him. He is so full of himself. You know, you ever watch his smirk on his face? He thinks he's God's gift to the planet. Why else would a mayor want to run for president after he's just, what, a couple of months in office? What kind of arrogance does that take, you know? And Cuomo, he's off the charts in terms of being an unbelievable megalomaniac. You know, he doesn't even care that he killed, murdered 15,000 people. Look, they'll all get theirs. God doesn't forget. God has a very good memory. Doesn't forget. And he really has incredible power. Look what he did for Biden. Imagine a guy can get Biden in. It's not, it is not, people don't understand. Biden is a living miracle. Is a nest nigla. How a man like that can become president of the United States in today's time. But that's what God wants. Anyway, so that's the good news. Is hopefully this Tisha will be different. Maybe. Because as Edom is on his way down, it must be, according to the Torah, that the Jews, Jewish people, are on the way up. Now we know it's going to happen, but we don't know when. But it's going to happen, and when it does, you're going to smile. Why? Because you're going to say that, you know, I heard this from Rabbi Mendel Kessler. Thank you. Thank you. I did. I said a lot of things. What? What stuck in my head was if Obama gets into office, and they accept all these gates, and when you're born, you can go. This way or that way. Yeah. 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 Or dysfunction, whatever you want to call it. How can you have a whole society doing that? One or two, a couple of people, whatever. You don't have a whole country doing this. And it's not the Greeks only. It's the Romans also. So what's the answer? So here's the answer. 
And Freud said this. Because everybody who's born is born as a bisexual. Yeah. What shunts us to a certain direction is the society, the moors. That's what does it. So if we grow up in a society, right, that says homosexuality, are you crazy? Only heterosexuality, right? So we actually learn to channel our desires or drives in that direction. Interesting. But what happens if there's a society that says, hey, it's okay to do whatever you want. You're bi. In fact, LGB is bi. To be an LGB is the bi, right? Uh, so everybody's born bi. It's interesting to know that, you know? So the question is, but the problem is this. If you're with a guy, hey, and you're a guy, you're with a guy, there's no reproduction going on here. At the end of society, you know? It's, with girls, it's not as bad, you know? So therefore, girls don't have that. Semavera, whatever. But if, uh, so, uh, so if, if you're with a guy, then of course, that's the end of reproduction. So therefore, that destroys civilization. Uh, so therefore, the direction a person takes depends on the society he grows. Yeah? Well, what happens all of a sudden if the society is okay with either way? Then why should you go one way? You can go two ways. You can, as they say, you can buy. You got it either way, right? Why? Because you're not steered in the direction of, you know, homosexuality. That's, but that's the destruction. Because almost all these guys who are bi, right, would all become heterosexuals. So what America is doing is saying that anybody who has that can now be either one. They are granting permission for a guy to go to the homosexuality, whether it be man or woman, right? So they are destroying people that would never have been homosexual. <coughs> That's the incredible sin that they're doing. You see? That's why all Greece was homosexual. I don't know all of them, but you know. Because it was okay. In fact, they held it was beneath them to be with a woman. And unfortunately, the only way you can have kids is if you're with a woman. But they held it was beneath them. Believe this? You know? Everybody had his little boy what they're doing, or his guy, or whatever he had, you see. I don't know what the women were doing, but the, the guys were certainly doing that. That's why when you walk in Greece, there's so many statues of naked men. It's like, excuse me, well, what is this, a fetish of some sort? You know? I mean, like, what, are you crazy? You have nothing else better to do than this? You know? Yeah, that, that, that's why. They, they, they adored the human body. I mean, I'm not talking about Sparta. Sparta was crazy. They said, you know, it's man, and they, they trained for war from the day they were born. They were already training for war uh, and so on and to, uh, to develop the human body. But that's why the Greeks have so many statues and, and Rome also because Rome took right after the Greeks. They all had their, you know, their little kids and so on, whatever. <coughs> you know? And that's why you see so many, uh, you know, so many uh, uh, naked men. It's unbelievable what these guys were, you know? What is so anathema to Judaism, don't have these kind of statues, Right? This is like watered and cheered <laughs> by, the, by the civilizations. You see? The same thing with paintings. You know, all their paintings have naked women. I mean, you have nothing better to paint, you know? And that's what they did, because that's what they admired and so on, you know? You know? Find it interesting that it was the men that painted the naked women. Makes sense. Anyway, you know? But uh, which was interesting and so on, you know. But that's why. That's what they admired. 
So that's the terrible havoc that America is wreaking on America and the world, you see? Because all those guys who would have become heterosexual are now becoming homosexual. Because it's not only allowed, it is admired, and it is preferred. Can't believe what's happening to America. So, I knew it was only a matter of time until God says, enough is enough. But the way he did it was incredible. People don't understand. What we are looking at, in summary, is the marble. And God brought about a marble. Not that he has to bring water. He's going to let the evil part of destroy America until he says enough. And now I'm going to bring back the Tushabay's son. That is what is happening. You now understand it. And the consistency of this is because the evil of Edom was Russia, communism. That's exactly what the progressives want to promote. Communism, socialism. It's amazing. Yes. People want to get rid of it. <laughs> well, they don't know what to say. Look, take, you take a guy like Castro. Castro is one of the most evil people that ever lived. You know? It's astounding. You know, maybe he started out idealistic because he went against Batista. Hey, Cubans here, by the way? It was a guy, Batista. That guy was as corrupt as they come, you know? So he was right. That cut, cut this out. So Castro, if I remember correctly, in 1959, he rebelled. But what did he do? He was worse than the Batista. Because at least Batista, he was corrupt for himself. But everybody in Cuba, Cuba was doing great. They were opening up all kinds of gambling casinos in Cuba in the 40s. The mafias were, were all there, you know. And then along comes this guy, you know. I mean, you ever see these guys driving around with 1950 cars? It's astounding how they get the parts. Yeah, because you can't, you can't afford a 2001. They're driving around with cars that are seven years old. You can't see how bad these guys are. And there's no medicine, there's no food. And you know how many people have been convicted and sent to jail for nothing for 20, 30 years? We cannot even fathom the evil of these people. You see? I'll tell you one thing. There's one reason why I know that the future world will be eternal. You know how I know? Because Gehenna is eternal. Why? Because these people have earned enough to be in Gehenna for eternity. Therefore, if Gehenna is eternal, then so is Oedem Haba. But the truth is, it's not eternal. Gehenna ends when Oedem Haba starts. So obviously, they're going to give a guy an eternity of unbelievable suffering in a very short amount of time. And only God can pull that off. What do you say about the vaccine? What? I'm okay with that. I took it. There's all kinds I know. A lot of, well, I don't know. They're all conspiracy theories. I don't know. My daughter's friend has two kids. She was pregnant, mid-pregnancy. Oh, she took the vaccine. See, that I would not have advised. What? Hey, but we don't know if it's because of that. And I would not have advised. No, we don't know if she lost because of COVID, uh, because of vaccine. We don't know. I mean, it's an association, but I don't know if it's a cause. 
You know what the problem is? Nobody really knows. No, we live in a generation that nobody knows. Yeah, but I, I don't want to. Yeah, look, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dad anyway. But I, I you know, so I don't. Really, but the truth is, nobody really knows. This, this vaccine is so recent. It is so recent that nobody really knows what the, what the results are. You know, I hear all kinds of stories. You know, I can just tell you, I took it. I thank God I took it. Yeah. And my wife took it. And that's it. Thank God. You know, I walk around without a mask and so on, you know. Um, I hope it's okay. I don't believe that it's... I can't believe that God is going to allow a vaccine that will destroy half of mankind. That can do that. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, I, you know, I, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, I cannot have an opinion. I took it, and I'm glad I took it. That's it. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, um, you last year, when we had the Tisha um class, a class on Shabbat, you were saying how it, um, every year that Shabbat passes and the Beit HaMikdash is now rebuilt, it does it. Yes, it does that, was my, that was the last year's Right. You wanted me to repeat that? No. So my question is, is that um, <laughs> let's say this year is different. What is what will happen? Because the Beit HaMikdash is not going to come down with that Mashiach here. So what should we to happen if, it's, if it could be different this year? What could it be? Like, for, in order for the Beit HaMikdash to be rebuilt, doesn't Mashiach and Yosef have to be here already? Yes. Okay, so he's not here. So, no. I mean, we have four days until he comes. You know what I'm saying? So if he's not here, what could be different from this to Shabbat? What could happen that, we'd be, that we could be like, oh, you know what I mean? So, yeah, what, what you're, what you're ask, asking is, what's the initial sign? Yeah, that to say that, oh, this Tisha B'Av was the turning point. Because really, we're mourning the bit that's called Ban, but it's... it's um, that's a very good question. But one thing will certainly happen. The question is if the second thing will happen, what you call, what I call the initial sign. So what will definitely happen is the, the, whoever is the Messiah, the Mashiach, he will know. However, God will talk to him. Because if the Bershom talked to Moshe Rabbeinu, which he did, by the snap, how did Moshe know who he was? You need the Rabbershom to authorize that. Mm-hmm. No sign can authorize a man being the Messiah. Okay, who it is. That's why the Rabbershom had to appear to him miraculously in a burning bush and said, you are the man. And he argued with him for a week. See? That's how Moshe Rabbeinu knew he was a Shiach. You know, a lot of people, they, there's a thing called the Jerusalem Syndrome, by the way. People come to Jerusalem and all of a sudden, I'm the Messiah. Actually, it's called the Syndrome. You know, it's like, wow. So he will know. How he will know, we don't know. But it will be some type of, obviously, some type of miraculous event. You know, how will everybody know? I don't think they will know. Because he himself now has to capitalize on the fact that he is the Messiah. He's re- means whatever he touches will turn to gold. That's what it means. How do we know it didn't happen? What? How do we know it didn't happen? We don't. Exactly. 
It could have happened. It could have happened. Yes. It could have happened on Rosh Chodesh. Uh, of, oh yeah, you're right. Could have happened. But we won't know. Because he has to change. He has to transform. And then through his transformation, we will transform. See? The only thing that I could say is what has to precede that transformation or what has to precede the moment that he knows. And what I see, this destruction of America, he precedes. That's what this whole shit was about. This is the marble. And I, I brought you ample proof, Katrina, everything, and so on, you know. That's what we can see, you know. But the next step, as they say, is around the corner. You don't have the view of the around the corner. You see? You know, as we're, we're walking down the block, and we just see to the corner. You cannot see the turn. But that turn will mean that he knows, and then the Jews clearly will know. Will they know when he knows? Well, they may know when they come in his presence, because this guy is not this guy. The Mashiach is not going to be a normal person. You know, even, even when he's released, he is not a normal person. He will be clearly doing things which are completely out of character, either to what he was before, obviously, because before that, he was basically figuratively a prisoner. He was a person who was completely trapped in his ability to grow spiritually. So the next day, when he wakes up in the morning, you know, he'll probably jump out of bed and say, wow, I can't believe it. I'm the guy that everybody's waiting for. 6,000, 5,781 years? Wow, you know. And then when it simmers down a little, he says, wait a minute. I got to give it some thoughts, right? What am I supposed to do now, you know? But in some way, he will know, you know. And then once he begins meeting people, you will know, this guy's an interesting guy. He's not this. He's different, you know? And in the beginning, it may be hard to put your finger on it. How is he different? But there will be a difference. It has to be. Because that's his message. He's the Messiah that has the Echidah of the Nation. This is not a normal guy. He's not normal. So even at his lowest point, he has to be extraordinary. So this is Shabbat. We're still going to technically mourn the Beit HaMikdash because we don't see it in our physical eye of the presence of the, of the Mashiach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing is interesting. Uh, why is Tishabov a good time? Because it says that the Mashiach ben Dovid is born on Tishabov. Now we know why. Because it's, it's because of the merit of the Jews observing Tishabov. So in that merit, that's how he's born. So it's not that he's literally born on that day, but the merit of that day is what gives the merit of him to be born. That's what, you know, what, what it means. Um, but maybe, maybe he's born on that day. Or maybe the turning point is that day. Birth doesn't mean when he crawled out into this world. Yeah, that's birth. You see? Because he has been released. Really what it is, is the, it's, it's, it is a true birth. From one stage to another stage, is a true transformation. That's a birth. You know, it's like people say, you know, guys will wake up to Christianity. I've been born again. You know, the born again Christians, mm-hmm. they use the word born again. 
because it's it's a it's a completely different transformation. Like so they can use the word what? Like yeah, that's right, like a metamorphosis. Exactly. You know. Ah, so that will happen if you meet the guy after, which could be Tishabov, because Tishabov it says that he's born. So there are different ways of interpreting that, but we can interpret it that that's when it happens on Tishabov. So that's what it means, you know, we simply may have fatally over from darkness to light. On the day itself uh, of darkness, that day turns light. That would be completely consistent with the way God does things. He does that. He doesn't wait, but all of a sudden, in the midst of the darkness, you know where the proof of that is? Gracious. Because it says, Gracious Borokim, in the beginning God created Right? And was darkness on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovers over the face of the water. So the Baraturim says that the gematria of Ruach Lokim Rachepes is gematria that's amazing. I figured this out. Zuhi, this is This means the Spirit of the Messiah. That means Ruach Lakim Rachepes. Who's the Ruach Lakim? The Spirit of God. That's the Mashiach. And it says he hovers, right, in the middle of the darkness. Choshech, a place of him. And this being, the Shoma, Mashiach, is hovering in the darkness uh, over the face of the deep. And then what does it say? Ayurim Lakim, he or out of nowhere. There's no prep, no preparation. He or let there be light. All of a sudden, the darkness instantly disappears, and there's light. So that pasuk, in many ways, reveals many things. One is that he will be floating in the middle of darkness, which is a nightmare for him, right? Because that's what it is. That's his creeper in the middle of the darkness. But his release will be spontaneous and spectacular. So I would imagine, if you meet him, the next day, you may not know who he is, but you're going to say, wow, who was he? Ben does Hashem, I hope to meet him. Yes. Because most of us have to wear a mask. Yes. Because I... Veil, right. A veil. No, a mask. Yeah, a mask. It was a hat that covered his face. Well, I don't know what, the, what it looked like, but it was a mask. It is not recognized. Yeah. Could be a COVID mask all over. COVID mask. Yeah, yeah, they escaped COVID, right? So they said that they found today, uh, they just put it on Instagram, that they found the wall from the first Betamikdash from the Bukhat Nasser. They were able to unearth it. Oh, yeah? They dug and they found 98 feet. Really? By five feet high from the first Betamikdash. Wow, that's interesting. So a lot of things are coming. And then somebody said that they found one of the bells that were on the bottom of the the bells? Yeah, one bell. They think that it came they from the bells. They think it's a meal. Uh, but you know what that is? You know what the bells were for? Yeah, so he died. That means he wasn't moving. They didn't pull them out. No. Nobody could go no. to no. no, the bells were... Right? No, the bells were a kapora to Lashon Hara. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yes, but I bet it was a mammal. Yeah, see? That was a kapora to Lashon Hara. Oh, my God. But also... It's almost like when it jingled. You know, it said, reminder. reminder, be careful. Yeah. You know, uh, you, we're hearing, you want to hear, 
You want to hear audio sounds? Listen to the bells. Don't listen to the Lashon Ha. Yeah. It was a Kapur of Lashon Ha. So they find, so if you're finding, if they're finding the bells. But they also said that uh, the kind of gold, because the Shashim, you couldn't go and get him, and if they didn't hear him moving with the sound of the bells, they knew that he died, and then they yeah. pulled him out with the bells. Oh, yeah, a lot of people died that way. And also, uh, I don't know, right now, what's going on, like last night, you were saying that third danger, on the Washington Bridge, a person was driving 12.15 a.m., a group of people on a motorcycle surrounded him, shot him in the head, and stole the car. Shot him in the head? Yeah, Killed and stole him. the car. I mean, there's no law and order. Nothing. And they don't go to jail. Everything nothing. protects only the guilty, and nothing is to protect the innocent. You know what's astounding about it, Brad? Like I said, you know, America is not, uh, America is not a country of infants. It's adults. They know that this will destroy civilization. What does it take Einstein to figure this out? Is that... You understand? Anyone's... You stare in disbelief at America. Yeah. It's not like, hmm, very interesting. No, you, the, it, you, you've never seen anything like it, A, and you stare in disbelief of how stupid people are. And they're not kids. They're a lot of bright kids, exactly. We're getting, we're getting like external. Yeah, they're a lot of, you talk about bright people. You know, the government, they're not all stupid. A lot of them are, but they're not all stupid. Yeah, of course. There's lawyers, there's professors, and they're all screaming the same progressive stupidity. You see, what stupidity? What, what this? No bail, no crime, crime can rise. But, you know, of course they say, well, no. Of course. What, what about the external attacks from... You ever hear Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. This is Alice in Wonderland. I mean, what's right. going on right now? We have, like, the connection with China, and we have that our own government is like, whoa, we're doing assumption research. By the way, you know what China is all about? I, now you know. I gave it the material. China is the evil part of Edwin. Yeah. Still Edwin. There's a new Russia. Do you know what they did yesterday? And they, and they are evil, not bad, evil, right? <clears throat> Because they enslave their people. They're killing the Uyghurs, whatever they call themselves, and so on, you know? That's why, yeah, oh yeah, that's why China is growing. Because God has given dominion to the evil part of Aesop. Not only the bad part, the evil part. Yeah, the Clintons were the bad part. And yesterday they announced all over the news, my mother, everyone was like sharing and sending it to me, that they're doing now the same with chimeric. They're Ooh. mixing people, DNA with animals, China. Oh, the chimera. That's the chimera that, yes, of, of Greece. And they're half, also harvesting was half, our DNA. Half, half? You don't, you don't make a big the China will have to mix baby with an animal. They're what? What are they mixing? It's called, they're mixing DNA of, of people with animals. It's and they're doing a second thing. They're also harvesting all of our DNA. And there was a big thing on Fox saying that it was because they want to make a biological weapon that harvests <clears throat> our kind of American DNA. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. What they're probably doing is taking the nucleus. They're probably taking the nucleus. They're taking the nucleus of the egg out of the animal and putting the nucleus into the animal that is the DNA of the human. And they want to see what happens. They want to make uh, the lamb's talking donkey. 
But I want to tell you something. They'll never match the wisdom of that donkey. I don't care what they do. That donkey was something else. That donkey could have been a professor at Harvard. Smarter than Biden. Oh, Biden. That's not even a... Uh, well, okay. It's not even <laughs> no. uh, But I'm just saying, so you now understand what is going on and why, you know. But you have to stand back and, and just be amazed at the power of God. How in the world did God make a guy that is so unfit? I'm not even talking about his age, 78. Okay. But he's so unfit to be a president. How in the world did you voice this on the, on the American population? It's just astounding how he did it. People don't recognize it. By the way, COVID is, to, is also the model, but it's for the rest of the world. You'll notice America is being destroyed. The rest of the world is just dying. COVID, that's the model. Because they don't have to. The what? It was a big flood. I think it was in India. And many people drowned. Yeah. Well, that always happens. But when I do that, but I'm COVID, yeah. the event is not enough. Every day. Yeah. So right now we're looking for is um, how is Hashem going to pull off Trump being back in office? Is that like a bottom line? It's not Trump. It's how do you reverse, you turn the tables. Whether it be Trump, which I think it will be, or DeSantis, who seems to be rational, and he has seichel. It's called common sense. That's all it is. I'm astounded. Big deal. On DeSantis, he has common sense. That's all. You don't have to award that. Everybody should have common sense. I mean, what is he displaying that's so supernatural? True. For the campaign. It, you know, it's just ridiculous when you think about that. You know, he's just a, he's a guy with common sense. In the Hebrew, it's called Sechel Yosha. And that's all. You have to compliment and say, wow. What do you mean, wow? That just shows that how rare common sense is in America. That all of a sudden you're complimenting this guy. Wow. 